0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. So I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six,
1: five, four, three, two. Roll A, fade up on A.
2: To the, to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
1: Hey, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Another week of Eagle Hour sports talk on Super Talk Mississippi. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson were in the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg to kick off another week. We're glad you're with us around the state, whatever station you may be tuned in on or online. Welcome. To the Eagle Hour, I want to thank our good friends at Dickie's Barbecue Pit for making the first segment possible. It's a great place, as you know, to enjoy dinner or supper seven nights a week. You can enjoy it in the dining room, through the drive-thru, or take home. However you choose, just be sure you choose Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Jack Duggan and uh, Kelly Sander joining us later in the show, but I want to get the week off uh, right uh, with an interview with uh, one of our very favorite people, head baseball coach Scott Berry, and Coach uh, the long-awaited schedule was out, and as you and I were talking uh, before we went on the air, uh, been quite some time that you've played, uh, I think, fair to say, this tough a schedule.
3: Yeah, as, as we talked, Bob, uh, it is, it's a strong, traditionally it's a strong schedule with the programs that we're competing against this year. We're very pleased with the way it turned out. And, you know, it's uh, it's going to be very, very competitive. A really good home schedule, thirty. Thirty home games at the Pete, so we're, we're excited with this schedule.
1: Right, Northwestern State, UConn, Louisiana Lafayette, and Missouri State—the uh, non-conference series that are going to be played at the Pete—that that just stacks up for some really exciting baseball, coach.
3: Well, and you know, I'm glad that you recognize that because certainly I, I think you're you're spot on. It, it is those are all very solid programs and have have uh, have made their way through the. The college baseball world for for a number of years, and uh, so we're excited, you know, we're bringing them here to, to Pete Taylor so that our fans can can be entertained by them as well.
1: Now, Missouri State, you wore that uniform at one time in your life, didn't you?
3: I did, but it was actually back then, it was, um, I'm trying to think, now. Southwest <laughs> Missouri State. Uh-huh. They changed it a few years ago, so. Yeah, I hold a couple of degrees from Southwest Missouri State, which is now Missouri State. But you know, Coach Gutten has been there for a long, long time, uh, well over a thousand wins. Uh, he was the coach there when I when I was coaching with him in 1985 when I started. So, has done a, a tremendous job. Has taken him to the World Series before, and uh, has had numerous uh, Major League uh, players come out of that program. So. Uh, and they continue to turn them out. So the, the staff, uh, two of the two of the staff uh, members are still there, uh, himself and Paul Evans, uh, the pitching coach who just recently went in the Missouri Hall of Fame, Missouri State Hall of Fame for the, for the state of Missouri. So uh, great guys who do an outstanding job.
1: The coach our friends know about, Louisiana Lafayette. We know how tough and nasty a series that will be, and I say that in a complimentary sense. They're just always tough, tough, tough. Northwestern State, a a regional team just a couple of years ago, and I think a very, very good baseball program there. They probably don't know much about UConn. What can you share about the UConn baseball, Coach?
3: Well, you know, UConn used to be in the American Athletic uh, uh, Conference, and that's what used to be a lot of our old teams, UCF, uh, East Carolina, Tulane, um, uh, Houston, all those schools, Cincinnati, made up the American, but they actually uh, left the American and entered the Big East. And and we actually had Bryant University scheduled for that second weekend until COVID hit. And then once that happened in April, all of a sudden I had word from Bryant that they couldn't make it. Administration wouldn't let them travel outside of their region. Uh, So I put it out there. Just for for anybody that might be open, and Jim Penders, who's the uh, the coach at UConn, we played them back in 2010 or 2011 over in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, at the College of Charleston tournament. Had a really good program, uh, you know. Then they had Russ Springer, uh, the uh, the outfielder, just got traded to the. Um, uh, the uh, I think it was the Blue Jays, who's been with the Astros, and they had a couple other big leaguers on that team. But anyway, in, in, in talking to a couple of the American coaches, uh, they when I asked them about, hey, how's UConn? And they were like, thank goodness they're not in our league anymore. Hmm. Those dudes are good. He said they're all big. They all pitchers throw mid-90s, low to mid-90s. And he said, I don't know where they get them from, but they're really good. And they are. Coach Penders does a great job with them. Uh, they're they're a regional team every year, and I think they'll be the same again this year.
1: All right, Lou, get
0: it here with Coach Barry. Coach, basically every non-conference uh, team you play, you know, up until the uh, through the Alabama game on March 23rd is a possible region team. And congratulations on a dandy of a schedule. When we hit uh, conference play of the eight conference series, two against Louisiana Tech, um, there's really not an off week. I mean, and, and you look how you guys close out the season at Rice, middle at home, and at FAU. I mean, this is a daunting conference schedule as well.
3: It is. I mean, I think there's a lot of parity in our in our conference. Last year, uh, we felt like that our conference was going to be uh, a contender for one of the top leagues in in the country. And of course, with everybody returning, that just makes it even that much stronger. So, going to these four game sets on the weekend are going to be a bit of a challenge because I don't think that anybody uh, in our conference has ever had to deal with that before and manage four games. Uh, you know, I can't tell you right now what we're going to do. As far as four weekend starters, uh, luckily we have uh, five non-week uh, or non-conference weekends prior to opening up with La Tech for the opening conference weekend to try to figure that out. So it's going to be a challenge, and uh, each one of them are, uh, are going to learn from it and uh, move through it. So, because we're going to see this schedule for two years. This year and 22, it will remain the four-game weekend set. Hmm.
0: Good, good to know. Um, Coach, a unique situation. Uh, Lad Rhodes departs for Charleston Southern. Uh, you bring in Nick Amoretti. That just happened within the last month. Um, it's kind of a unique situation to, for staff, but looks like uh, Coach Amoretti uh, has got a plethora of experience with him, too.
3: Well, he does. He's, uh, first of all, let me just say we've replaced a very quality individual, in Lad Rhodes, with another very quality individual which means the world to me. Uh, I want to surround myself with those kind of folks, and I do. Uh, our whole staff is that way. And, and you know, I'm not the only leader in this program. Those guys are leaders too, and we're all modeling everything for these younger men uh, who hope to be leaders one day themselves. So Nick brings that with us, but he also brings a wealth of uh, baseball experience, both from a, from a, uh, a player uh, having played at, Mississippi State for two years. You know, his senior year was the year that they uh, finished runner up national championship, losing that out to UCLA. Was a starting catcher for him, but he also brings it on the coaching side, having coached at at Hines Community College, uh, also serving as a coach at Northwestern State uh, as well. So. Very pleased with the addition of him, uh, and like I said, we're very happy for Coach Rhodes and the opportunity that was presented uh, to, to him. Uh, certainly, that's what we're in it for here is, as a program is to move our guys on to uh, better themselves as well, not just players um, and And when, when that happens, you know, we hope we, we gain another one, and I feel like we have a Nick Amirati.
0: 17 days till the first pitch. Uh, What is uh, the state of the baseball team? I mean, how do you guys – what what does the daily, the weekly schedule look like up until the first series?
3: Well, you know, we inter-squatted Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Friday was opening day of team practice, which basically took us from an eight-hour work week, uh, which is considered our non-season practice period, to where now we can work them 20 hours a week. So we inter-squatted Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Felt like that went really well. You know, we haven't played. Uh, we did a lot of inter-squadding in the fall, obviously, but we had a long break uh, about seven weeks before we came back to where we could hit the field again. Felt like it went really well. Energy level was there. There were a few mistakes made, but, you know, we try to encourage mistakes right now uh, when it doesn't cost us, but hopefully will help us win by not making them once we hit February 19th and from that point forward. So, Overall, was a good one. We're just trying to build arm strength and game and game strength for these guys as as we wind it down to the 19th.
1: All right, Coach, about 30 seconds left. Uh, fans are just biting at the bits after the shortened season last year. What's your message to Southern Miss uh, baseball fans?
3: Well, I can assure you there's a great passion out there on their behalf because, uh, you know, I hear it everywhere I go. Coach was so ready for baseball. And I'm glad that we got off the schedule because – <laughs> the one question was, when are we ever going to see a schedule? And and trust me, I wanted to get it out there, too. But with all the changes that had been taking place and continued, I couldn't do it. But the message is clear. Southern Miss baseball is fixing to be back February 19th. And uh, just, just be ready to come to the Pete if you can get that ticket to get in there.
1: All right, Coach. Always great pleasure having you on the show. Get closer to baseball. We'll be talking to you more and more, we hope. And uh, we appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you, fellas. All right, Coach Scott Berry, everybody. Less than 20 days away from baseball season. Oh, man. Jack Duggan's up next.
2: Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top.
1: I want to thank head baseball coach Scott Berry for joining us in the first segment. Great to hear his voice. Great to hear him say 19 days from the opening of baseball. Music to these ears, I, I can assure you that. Uh, second segment sponsored by our good friends at Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street, also Campus Bookmart online. You can buy your favorite Southern Miss swag, baseball swag, however you like. You can go in the store six days a week. You can go online, or you can even call them, and they'll tell you what they got, pick out a size for you, and mail it to your house. They make it really easy at Campus CampusBookMart, CampusBookMart.net. All right, joining us in this segment, our good buddy Jack Duggan, sports information director extraordinaire for Southern Miss before we get into the subject matter of the day I thank you on behalf of both of us for arranging all the football coaches uh, Jack two more schedule this week so delightful to hear from this new coaching staff and what they have planned for football
2: it's a great staff and we're certainly we're certainly happy to have them and uh, just you know just a to- it's an easy way for, for our fans to, uh, to, to meet them over the radio, uh, get, a, get a sense of what those guys are about as, as we get uh, into spring football, which is coming up uh, uh, end of the month. So uh, wow, it's hard to believe spring football already getting started. Uh, you know, this month so uh, exciting. It's busy, right, a right, busy
1: time, Bob. Right, a busy right. time. It is going to be really busy for you. Talk talk a little bit about how unusual this spring is going to be compared to a normal pre, uh, spring pre-COVID, Jack.
2: Well, you know, normally normally spring is is, is busy in and of itself. Uh, you know, especially. Between mid February to to the middle of March, once 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 the basketballs get over with, uh, but uh, this year, you know, since most of our sports got moved from from the fall to to spring because of COVID, uh, we'll we'll have um, <laughs> well every weekend. There's going to be a lot going on if 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 college athletics is your thing. We're going to have it going on uh, on this campus uh, this spring. I mean, just look. Uh, this week probably is going to be our last kind of easy weekend. Uh, you know, we we, we play uh, I guess volleyball, um, which is one sport that that has pushed back to the uh, um, this spring. Another sport, women's soccer. Uh, they 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 will play um, at nickels on Wednesday, and then women's tennis and men's tennis are underway this weekend. Uh, you know, they've they've they've. Have started their seasons, and then you know, obviously, men's and women's basketball—they mirror each other uh, as we go through February and into March into their conference tournament. Um, So you know, women's golf, men's golf, getting ready to start; those are those are those are uh, interesting times. You know, you just look—not this weekend, but next weekend—and you've got you look go to Friday, February twelfth. You got. Indoor track and field on the road in Nashville. Then you got four softball games um, as softball season opens up. Uh, and, and Southern Miss will have Southern Illinois, Murray State, Houston Baptist, and North Dakota in uh, next weekend. So there'll be four games on Friday, four games on Saturday, and then three more on Sunday, you know, along with all the. Men's and women's basketball we got going on. Women's soccer kicks off, uh, or they'll play at home against Grambling next Friday night. So there's no rest for the weary, Bob. You just got to get after it and enjoy it. And this is why you get into college athletics is is to enjoy stuff like this.
1: Right. So your annual tour of Europe probably be a little delayed this year. You won't be going this spring, will it? it,
2: Yes, it will. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No. No visiting spring. I don't know if I want to visit uh, Europe. (laughs) <laughs> this time right. anyway so i'll let, let things settle down a little bit
1: i'm completely with you jack all right uh luke we've got the old left-hander on the show
0: jack um you are probably the biggest southern miss baseball fan uh bob and i will claim second and third place right behind you just talk to scott Barry. just want to get your tag man on the schedule since it was released i mean you look at this schedule, and I told Coach Barry this. I've counted up your sixteen opponents, I think, and like thirteen of them are legitimate regional teams. I mean, I can't remember a, a schedule like this in quite a long time, where literally every single game you might be playing uh, mostly top one hundred, top one hundred twenty RPI teams.
2: And that's very true, Luke. I mean, uh, it, it it is. Uh, you know, it's kind of nice that we don't have a lot of midweek games. Uh, because it's going to be a tough schedule. And uh, I think with our – I think I think uh, they said we had 18 pitchers on the staff. You know, they're going to be used, and they're going to be used a lot. And uh, it's, it's, it's certainly going to be a weekend-centric schedule, but it's a schedule that, that uh, is pretty tough. And, you know, it's a schedule that if you have success with, um, you know, you should be playing into June. So, so we're excited about that, and we're excited about you know, um, you know, battling for another conference USA baseball championship.
0: I was sold the Jacksonville State series replaced the Florida State series, and and you know, you you said, oh, it's a big difference. Well, Jacksonville State's supposed to, you know, is the head dog in the Ohio Valley, and you look at that. I mean, it's it's South Alabama, Yukon, Mississippi State, Jacksonville State, and Lafayette. And then you have Super Regional Missouri uh, State. What's kind of been your feeling talking to the other SIDs in uh, in Conference USA this year, preseason wise, um, from a baseball perspective? Coach Berry believes that it's it's going to have a lot of parity, and uh, we've seen the conference, you know, be able to put two or three teams in in uh, in the NCAA tournament. Kind of feel the same way this year.
2: Yeah, I do. I I, I think uh, you know I think you got some some teams that are, that are that are up and coming in our league, UTSA being one of them, that Western Kentucky, another, I think even middle Tennessee is going to be better. I mean, they, they showed, uh, some moxie last year before the season was, uh, was, was, uh, I guess derailed because of COVID-19. You know, then you got some teams that are, you know, at, you can't forget about Louisiana tech. I mean, they're always really good. You know, you got teams that, that, uh, you know, we're trying to, trying to get back. You know, Rice, you know, is a team that, that uh, you know, they want to get back to where they once were. I mean, obviously, Florida Atlantic's another great team in our league. You know, Marshall's a team that, that you know, that they're looking to play to get into their, their new home facility here in the next couple of years. I'm not sure where they're on track to. I'm not sure what COVID has done to, to, to derail that, that project. But, you know, they're supposed to build a new facility uh, multi-million dollar facility uh, up in Huntington, so uh, it's a it's a, it's a sneaky good league. It really is, you know, with Florida, Florida International as well. Um, you know, it's a little different little different uh, uh, kind of taste for Golden Eagle fans this year. Is you know, instead of playing ten op- opponents, you only play we only play eight. Well, really seven because you play Louisiana Tech twice. And that's just kind of the way they did it because of COVID. But uh, you know, you play Louisiana Tech eight times, and boy, you got to you got to you got to think that those two teams are going to be tired of each other uh, once they get around uh, that second day um, in that second series in Ruston on April the seventeenth. But uh, it's going to be fun, man. It's going to be different than than what we've done in the last few years. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how it's going to play out.
1: Well, here's my prediction, Jack. We play Louisiana Tech eight times. That'll be the opening game of the tournament. That'll be yeah, the way course. things shake out. Yes, of right?
2: course. Either that, either that, or we'll play Florida Atlantic in the first game because that's the that's the final, <laughs> at least the final weekend. So
1: yeah, exactly. All right, I'm gonna throw some trivia at you now. I, I didn't warn you about this. I got a call Saturday afternoon uh, from Al Baker up in Winona, and they were watching the basketball game. And uh, they indicated that the ESPN people said that the basketball coach, Coach Ladner, was the was one of the only four two star or two letter athletes in Division One sports. Now they weren't sure if they were referencing basketball coaches in D one or Southern Miss. Can you tell me off the top of your head how many two sport athletes have we had more than four at Southern Miss? Mmm.
2: I wouldn't think that we've had. Um, yeah, Jay was one, and then you know, you, you know, another one right off the bat, Larry Boyd. You know, he was a three-sport ladder winner for us. Mm-hmm. Um, what did
1: Coach Ladner? What were his two sports?
2: Uh, he played. He played basketball and baseball. Oh, okay. He was. He was. He. He and I were teammates uh, on that '86 team. Oh,
1: so okay. It's, well, I think. You had, I think. Was one Bobby Garner.
2: What's that?
0: Yeah, Bobby Garner. He's a tight end for football and, and played a lot of baseball. DeQuincy Scott played baseball also one year. So those yeah, might have and, been two and, other guys.
2: And and a lot of those guys, a lot of those guys back in the fifties and sixties, like you know a guy like Rod Wyndham. Uh, Rod was a two sport athlete. He played football. And he played baseball. So 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 there's so there's there's guys uh, that that played both sports. So uh, I would say I would say probably if. If I had to guess, there were going to be probably college basketball coaches current. If I right. had to guess. I wouldn't think – because we, we had, we've had a lot of double-sport right.
1: right. athletes. Well, I, I promise I would ask you that question. If, the, if that answer runs across your desk, shoot me a text if you don't mind and uh – and we'll announce that on the show. They were they're were really curious about that. All right, fair enough. And you know who they said they just knew would have the answer? Jack Duggan. I said, you're right, and I'll, I'll ask him Monday when I talk to him. Fair enough. All right, Jack. always appreciate you, buddy. Talk right. to you soon.
2: All right, guys. Y'all have a great day.
1: Jack Duggan, everybody. Sports Information Director. And Al, we, you know, you ask, we deliver. And as soon as we get that affirmative answer back uh, from the old left-hander, we'll pass it along. Kelly Sanders next. Eagle Hour rolls along.
2: Southern Miss to the, top. to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
0: Great time with Jack Duggan, Sports Information Director for the University of Southern Mississippi. Appreciate you joining us on this Monday. It is a nippy Monday in Laurel, Mississippi, where I am at the First Bank Studios. Bob in Hattiesburg at the Super Talk Hattiesburg. Studios sponsored by First Bank. Glad to have you along with us today. Third segment of The Eagle Hour brought to you every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, the place to go in Hattiesburg. Hey, it's Super Bowl week, and uh, we'll be talking more about Super Bowl coming up, and, man, a great place to watch it would be at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Just be watching their Facebook page. They're going to make some some announcements about what they got going on this weekend, and we'll bring them to you this week. But the home of the 895 Lunch every single day, 4th Street Bar and Grill, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Kelly John Sander joins us. uh, Just a recap from basketball this weekend. Men get swept by Louisiana Tech. They uh, drop the Saturday game. 65 to 62. Eagles fought hard. It was a close game the entire way. Uh, Tay Hardy got fouled right at the end of the game. A lot of Southern Miss fans felt like uh, they had been tiki-tack on uh, on Southern Miss. Uh, the the refs had been uh, not calling stuff or calling stuff against Southern Miss. And then Tay Hardy with a no call at the end when he drove and got pummeled, knocked to his. Knocked two his bum out of bounds. Uh, Golden Eagles fall to seven and 10 on the year. Tyler Stevenson led the way with 20 points. Tay Hardy with 10 points. And then Justin Johnson with 14 points off the bench. And a uh, man, it's just a, a tough, tough series uh, for Southern Miss uh, to get swept by their travel partner, Louisiana Tech. Ladies, on the other hand, split with uh, the Lady Bulldogs of Louisiana Tech. They win 57 44 on Saturday. Uh, Lady Eagles get back to 500, six and six. Overall, four and six in conference uh, USA. They defend Reed Green Coliseum. Kelsey Jones with a double double, twenty two points and thirteen rebounds. Jalee Smallwood also added twelve points. And Kelly Sander, it's you know it's just one of those things. It seems like the Golden Eagles um, didn't play well and have a good second half on Thursday, but played pretty well throughout uh, the, the Saturday game. And it just seems like they get to the the cusp and aren't able just really to get over the the hump sometimes.
4: Well, one of the things, th- th- there's not many things that drive me nuts about college basketball, but, but one of the, the top things for me has always been, it, it seems like officiating is just inconsistent. You know, I mean, one, one game, you know, there'll be 25 fouls called on each team, and the next night there'll be, you know, same two teams, there'll be three fouls called on each team. You know, what, what is a foul one night might not be a foul the next night. And it just, as a fan, it just drives me nuts. I mean, I don't, I don't care what the rules are. Let's just be consistent. If it's a foul one day, it should be a foul the next day. You know, but it just, it just never seems to be that way. And, you know, we talked earlier on, you know, as a fan, your realistic expectation about any team you cheer for is you just, you want them to be able to compete. All right? To me, it would honestly, honestly, it would be no fun if my team, if I knew my team was going to win every single game they played. I, it just would not be fun to me. Um, and it's no fun, you know, uh, citing a Bengal fan again. It's no fun to know that they're never going to win, right? I just want to know that my team can compete. And, and Coach Ladner and the guys, they've got them to where they're competing. I mean, that LaTeX are really good team and they darn near, you know, pulled off both games, right? And when you see how young they are and how they're, they're developing, they're getting closer and closer. Uh, it's all about getting better. And if, uh, if you can keep everybody together, you know, the next two or three years and bring in another guy here or there, man, I just think the future really looks bright. And, and the teams that they're playing are better. You know, now they're going to play North Texas, who's a, a team that's up there in the standings. Same thing with Rice. So as the teams get better, they're playing better, and I think overall that's, that's a good sign. That's a sign of health for your program.
0: What else going out there in the wide world of things that Kelly Center are interested in sports-wise?
4: Well, a couple of things. Let's talk about Conference USA Baseball for just a second. Uh, the Massey Ratings has published its first uh, ratings for the year. And w- what's really funny to me, the Massey Ratings actually, when they broke down the different conference uh, strengths of the different conferences, they listed different entities. Um, in fact, there are 39 different quote-unquote conferences But they broke down the SEC West and the SEC East as separate conferences. All right, we'll get to the numbers in a minute. Right now, Conference USA, out of the 39 conferences, is ranked as the 14th best. Uh, Sunbelt is ranked 12th. So you see they're real real competitive there in those numbers. But the top conference, according to the Massey ratings, going into the college baseball season, is the SEC West. The West is not – is considered to be the strongest conference at first, and the SEC East is listed as the third strongest conference, even though those are just divisions within a conference. Ole Miss is ranked seventh, uh, second rather overall. Breaking it down in Conference USA, the Masseys think that La Tech is the team to beat in, uh, in Conference USA. They came in 40th out of a total of 301 teams. The Eagles are in Second at 64th, and I, I just think that's too low. I think Southern Miss is better than that. And a good bulletin board for Scott Barry and the guys. Uh, Florida Atlantic comes in third according to the Massey ratings. They're 87th out of the 301 teams. And then Middle Tennessee uh, comes in 90th out of uh, 301. So that's the way it looks, you know, as far as the Massey ratings go. In football, college football, SB Nations Eric Henry published an article today, and and granted, it's called the Way Too Early Conference Projections for Next Year, and according to the SB Nation's Eric Henry, he picked the Golden Eagles to finish dead last in Conference USA's West Division next year. He's got UTSA winning the division, followed by UAB, then Rice, North Texas, UTEP, and Southern Miss coming in dead last, according to uh, Eric Henry. There's some good... A bulletin board material there for. We'll Is that haul,
0: one of those uh, articles, Kelly, where he just glances at last year's conference records and just says, nah, "Yeah." I mean, was there any no, in-depth analysis yeah, yeah, yeah. at all with that?
4: Yeah, well, it's it's more for entertainment purposes, you know, for sure. But but he did talk about um, that, that he feels that the, the defense for Southernness has got to be completely rehauled. So you know, we'll see. And but man, you talk about a slap on the face putting UTEP. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm putting UTEP ahead of the Golden Eagles. Man, if I were Coach Hall, I'd be using this all day long, blowing up this article, putting it on the walls and all that kind of thing. Uh, last thing in Major League Baseball, you guys, the uh, the MLB owners have put forth a proposal to the players. Because of COVID, they want to push the season back about a month to try to get more people vaccinated and the like. But uh, by pushing the season back a month, the owners want to shorten the season to 154 games instead of the usual 162. But with that 154, they have uh, guaranteed full pay for all of the players. The owners also want a universal designated hitter. They don't want pitchers to, to hit anymore. Uh, it will prolong the life of uh, you know potential stars to be able to, to DH and play later into their years. And they want an expanded playoff system. But it looks right now like the players will reject uh, those proposals by the owners. So, stay tuned. Might we have another Strike on our hands with Major League Baseball at
1: mm-hmm. some point, Kelly. Through the years, we've seen a lot of uh, the sports media puffing up the SEC for lack of a better term, and and as good a conference as it is, nobody's taking anything away from them, but just overrank them and put them in this you know eternal bubble of greatness. But has there ever been anything quite as ridiculous as what you just told us?
4: No, <laughs> I was I was shocked. I I, I went now. Come on, seriously. But that's the way the Massey Ratings has them projected, the SEC. And, and now now remember, the SEC West, they have ranked as first, the East as third. So if they would have just lumped them together as a conference, they would have been like, you know, one and everybody else would have been 50, 51. Right. You know, right. 52 right. I, No, I have never seen that, Bob, that a conference within a conference, they're actually rating. And even those two divisions are, according to – the Masseys, two of the top three in the country, right. but you, but you look at the at the regionals that they that they're awarded every year, you know the, the rich get look this narrative goes on and on, you know the rich get richer. Oh yeah, well, we've uh,
1: talked about it before, and you know there's the echo chamber that they're all ranked in the top twenty five. So when number twenty five plays number ten, if twenty five wins, it's a great win for number twenty five. But if ten loses it's a quality loss because they lost to a top well yeah we've we've been down that road but
4: yeah they're gonna they're gonna have their nest feathered either way
1: but this you know? may be this is this is the most ridiculous of anything i've ever seen
4: and i and i gotta tell you too i and, and I, I really try not to see things with my heart but rather see it with my eyes mm-hmm. and am i missing something the Eagles 64 right right i just i mean i
0: yeah, I know just I'm looking attractive. at the same poll you're looking at right now. So, they've Eagles are 64th in the Massey. They're 45th in the Moore poll. They're 29th in Baseball America. And I think they're 44 in Collegiate Baseball. So, the Massey seems to be higher than everybody. And the Massey's got Louisiana Tech at 40th. Yeah. Yeah.
4: They've so got a lot of Tech at the same time in the conferences.
0: But, and and I'm, I'm contradicting myself by saying this. I just was running some numbers. Um, The non-conference Massey average ranking for Southern Miss's non-conference opponents is 85. That's wild.
1: And didn't you tell me that you read an article by D1 last week that they were projecting Southern Miss to be a a super regional team this year, Luke? I
0: heard Kendall Rogers in an interview, and yeah, he, he said specifically that He was high on Southern Miss, and and this was in a context of talking about other SEC teams. And Kendall Rogers said, man, I believe they're a super regional team. They're stacked. So that was pretty good praise from D1 Baseball.
1: Hmm. Let's just settle it on the field, huh, guys? And it'll start in 19 days. We'll be back.
2: Southern Miss to the top.
0: Fourth segment brought to you every day by DBAT and D1 Training. Located on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg, the premier place to get softball and baseball instruction and to get in the best shape of your life. Go see our good friends in the old Gattytown Town building D1 training on the right, D bat on the left. It's a great place to go and for your entire family. And they bring you the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour every single day. Well, men and women's tennis debut for Southern Miss postponed uh, because of some uh, COVID 19 issues. The men were postponed last week. Women. We're supposed to uh, play this this weekend against Troy on Sunday, but it was delayed and postponed due to rain. So COVID and rain delaying the start of Southern Miss tennis. Uh, remind you also the soccer team, and we t- we're talking to Jack earlier about all the the craziness of uh, moving some of the fall sports uh, to the spring. Lady Eagles get ready this coming Wednesday at Nichols. Uh, the Lady Eagles soccer team will begin their 2021 campaign, so a lot going on um, with that. Uh, guys, thought it was really, really interesting. Uh, well, before I get to that, let me let me update real quick on, on men and women's basketball standing. So, just told you in a previous segment, the men got swept um, by Louisiana Tech. What that does is for the conference standing, standing Southern Miss in the West, UAB in first place at seven and one, North Texas. At five and one, Louisiana Tech seven and three, Rice four and six, also UTEP four and six, UTSA four and six, and then Southern Miss last in the West uh, at three and seven. On the women's side, Joy Lee McNellis' team able to split with Louisiana Tech. And when um you look at the West standings for the women, Southern Miss now in uh fifth place, Rice a perfect six and oh, North Texas five and one. UTEP seven and three, Louisiana Tech five and five, Southern Miss four and six, and then UAB and UTSA round out the bottom. So a men got nowhere to go but up, and a ladies fighting for the mid mid spot in the West. Uh, NFL news, big news this weekend: blockbuster trade. Uh, the Rams send. Uh, Jared Goff and a few picks to the Detroit Lions. Matthew Stafford, who at age 32, you, you still feel he's got a lot in the tank left. Kelly Center, what was your uh, impression about this? Really, is a blockbuster trade swapping two former first-round picks.
4: Yeah, but Matt, I mean Matthew Stafford's on up there in age now. You guys, I, I was what I was shocked about was that was that uh, the Rams were willing to give up all that to Detroit. The Lions now have got a, just a ton of, of draft picks. You know, I could understand if, if Matthew Stafford was, you know, 26 or 27, but this is a guy that's in his 30s now. You know, and quarterbacks, although they have a, a, a bigger and a longer shelf life than all the other position players, um, this guy's never played on a, on a championship team or, or a contender. I just think they paid a lot for a, the potential of what Matthew Stafford could bring to the table. That's just my thought.
0: Third rounder this year, first round pick in 2022, first round pick in 2023, and golf for Stafford. Bob heard the Redskins are, I'm sorry, the Washington football team was looking also to trade for Matthew Stafford.
1: Well, they've done that in the past. The Redskins have traded away a bunch of first round draft choices on a hope, like Kelly said. I'm... I, I would have been opposed to that. I, I agree with you, Kelly. I think that was way too. And you give your starting quarterback. I mean, your starting quarterback plus all of these uh, draft choices. I'm 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 glad Washington stayed out of that.
4: Yeah. Well, the Bengals. The Bengals apparently had talked about it for a little while, but but they also uh, you know in exchange they also wanted a couple of of uh, uh, Bryce Harper baseball cards. Uh, <laughs> They weren't willing. To
1: well, I know it. Houston's out of the running because I understand they want a bunch of draft choices and some young yeah, defensive studs Lee. for their quarterback, and of course, Cincinnati wouldn't have any young defensive studs to offer them. So I we guess they'd have just any be studs out of any
4: kind. Uh, and you know, <laughs>
0: Kelly, <laughs> but, Kelly, if, if I, I tell you, true. you know what is. Somebody was telling me, you know, what if the Saints gave a first rounder and you know Michael Thomas, and how much would be too much to pay for Deshaun Watson? It's reported that Houston wants two first round picks, two second round picks, and two young defensive talent for Deshaun Watson. That is insane.
4: No, well, and and see, the the Texans are going to need to do something because you guys know as well as I do. If you have a disgruntled employee. You know, that doesn't <laughs> want to be there. I mean,
1: oh, man. they can say
4: that they're pros and all that, but, the, but if they don't want to be there, they're not going to perform. Right. You know, so you might as well figure out what a reasonable price is for him. And if he wants out, unfortunately, you're going to have to let him out because it just doesn't work having somebody that's there that doesn't want to be there. You know, I learned this with several of the women I've dated. If they don't want to go out anymore, <laughs> you got to quit hassling them. you got to quit calling them. It just, you know. Yeah, it, is.
1: it costs you a little jail time at once, I understand. but I'll be on an
4: ankle yeah. bracelet, which yeah. for another show. You know, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it just it, it doesn't it's very work.
1: sad, Kelly. Your life yeah. is very sad.
4: Well, it doesn't, what doesn't you know, kill uh, you will make yeah. you better, Bob.
1: Right, well. right, right. And you're a Cincinnati so, fan on top of it. It's just some things are just too much for one man to bear, Kelly.
4: But I, but I am in therapy for that, so I, I continue. I hope
1: it's helping. <laughs> I hope it's helping. How's your Brady? Hey Bob, therapy good show coming? tomorrow. Yes, we do have a good, good show tomorrow. tomorrow.
0: Got got tight ends coach Caden Cochran, brand new again, Jack Duggan knocking it out of the park.
1: Looking forward to it. Hope you'll join us tomorrow at one o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the to top. The top.
2: Slipping, slipping, slipping into the future.
1: I wanna fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free.